Let's just pray. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for your presence here. We thank you that you've been with us and you are with us. That we've already been hearing from you, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you come and rest upon each one of us. Let's open our hearts up to you, Lord. To focus our attention on you and what you want to say to us today. That we would be changed. To be more like you, Jesus. Let your peace come in this place. Let your rest come. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just waiting on what the Lord wants to do because he's already been... You know, if we wait on him, he'll show you the direction he wants to go. And uh, it's easy. <laughs> you just have to listen. And um, I've been listening to the words that have been given and the songs have been sung and how that he is faithful to complete the work that he started in us, that we just have to say yes, that there's wholeness in him, that he loves us, that we're his child. And have you been hearing that this morning? Just listening to what the Holy Spirit is giving out. That we're so loved by him. And um, it's not hard when we're like that, if we just get a hold of it. We are loved by him, that he just loves us, that he just loves us so much, that he wants to lavish that love upon us. And, you know, we can be sometimes a bit grumpy <laughs> or we can get ourselves in a little bit of a puddle and, and uh, make a mess. And, and he just wants to reach out and take hold of us and put our feet on solid ground on him. And... Um, you know, we've got to learn to listen and learn to, to walk in the things that he walks in. You know, there's a world system and there's a kingdom system of heaven. There's a kingdom of heaven and there's a kingdom of the world. And God says he wants us to live in the kingdom of heaven. He actually wants us to live there. He says we're already citizens of heaven. Isn't that crazy? You're already a citizen of heaven. You already belong there. You have a passport, people, a passport to heaven. It's got stamps on it. And, when, and, you know, he wants us to, he says, you're seated in heavenly places with him already, that you have everything you need for life. And uh, too often we camp out in the world system still. You know, we, we've been given this fantastic place to live and breathe and, and, and have our being in, and it's the kingdom of heaven, and it's all around us. Heaven is within us, and it's all around us. And too often we go, we get stuck in still doing things the world's way. Which, is, which the Bible says is the kingdom of darkness. Now, Colossians 1 verse 14 says, He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his beloved son. He has rescued us from the world system. And I know I've talked about it before a few weeks ago, about the Babylonian system, the system of power and of greed and of fear, and the system that says that you all have to gather together because it's scary out there, that you all have to be you know, stronger and tougher because if you're not, then you're going to get taken out. The system that says that you have to be controlled because, you know, freedom is scary. That's a Babylonian system, a system of get, get, get and hold everything. A system that our world is run by. And God says you have been rescued from that, from that dominion of the world to live in the dominion of heaven. And that's why we want to encourage each one of us is to step into those realms. And to see, the Bible says to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. 
You know, we can choose to walk in the flesh. We can get out of bed, put our feet on the ground and walk in the flesh and just like go through our day, not expecting God to do anything, not expecting God to speak, not expecting to see angelic encounters, not expecting that. That's walking in the flesh. We can partake of the flesh. We can do what everybody else is doing. God still loves us. He's still calling to us. He's still there for us, all around us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. But he says there's such a better way. He says, my way is higher than your way. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. The way I do things is different. He says, come over here. I've rescued you from that dominion. and Walk in the things of the Spirit. Walk in the things of heaven. And you don't have to be confined and constrained by the things of the world. You know, Taja shared the other day, I think it was last week, as she put petrol in the car and she was wondering how she was going to last and she was, she was in the flesh a little bit. She was going, how am I going to do this? And she was stressing and worrying and going, God, and God had it covered. He made her car run on one tank of petrol for 10 days when it should have ran it. A quarter of a tank for two weeks. quarter of a tank of petrol for two weeks. Now that is not... In the world system, that is not the Babylonian system, that is not the dominion of darkness system. It is the dominion of heaven system, that he's got it covered, that he will multiply things for us, that he will meet every need, that he will bring peace and joy to us. And he just wants us to say yes to that instead of yes to walking in the things of the world. And it's our choice every day. Every day we get a choice where we go, I'm going to walk with heaven today. There's going to be a time coming where people are more comfortable walking in the things of the Spirit and the things of heaven than they are walking in the things of the world. I'm looking for that day when we are so much more comfortable with the realm of heaven than we are the realm of earth because there's like freedom in that place, total abandon. We don't have to stress and worry about what we're going to do, where we're going to go, how we're going to pay for it, that he has got it covered. You imagine that Jesus was ever concerned about what he was going to eat or what he was going to wear or what he was going to do for the day? What did Jesus do? He went to the Father and he listened and he sat. He would start the day with him and he just sat and he listened. He said, Father, what are you doing today? And he would do it. And the power would be there to do it. He didn't stress about what he was going to eat. If he needed to, he multiplied food. He just said, Father, I thank you that you have everything I need. And there it was. And some of you might have experienced that where food is multiplied in your cupboard or it just keeps on going. The pot doesn't run out. Yeah, because God has it covered. Because if we engage with heaven and do things heaven's way, we've been rescued from the world, but too often we choose to just keep on walking in the world. He didn't worry about where he was going to go. He just let the father lead. He didn't even worry about what he was going to wear. You know when the Israelites were in the desert and they were wandering around for 40 years, their clothes did not wear out? Their shoes did not get holes in them? Come on now. And they were seen as the disobedient ones. They were wandering around because they'd messed up. You know, there's, there's these monks back in the, the desert father's home back in, back in um, Europe a few hundred years ago, and they had so much, just, they just walked with God. They just walked with him every day, not worrying about the things that we get caught up in, the desire for other things, the cares of the world and the worries. And people would just, they would, they would just move and the power of God would move with them. And people knew, so they would rip their tunics 
and the, the big hierarchy, um, you know, bishops and things would think it was very unseemly to have the monks' tunics ripped. But the monks didn't worry about it because, you know what happened to their tunics? They grew back. Come on. They grew back. They would just rip and they would take them and, they, and you know, it, this happened in the Bible times as well and they'd take a piece of the cloth and lay it on somebody who was sick and there was so much power in that piece of cloth that it would heal the person that it would lay it on. And the monks didn't worry about it, you know, because they're having their tunic messed up because their tunic would just grow back. You know, God can do that for us. Unless you want a hole in your gene, but, you know... <laughs> Watch out, it might grow back. <laughs> I paid a lot of money for that hole. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? We worry about the things of life so much that we miss the life and power that is, comes from walking in the spirit and walking in the things of heaven. We have been rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his beloved son. And his, the kingdom of his beloved son is the kingdom of Jesus where he didn't worry about those things. And the disciples and the early followers of Christ, they saw it and they then didn't worry about those things. That we can trust that he will lead and guide. And sometimes we get a little bit of it, don't we? We go, oh, God, just lead me. And we go somewhere and, and it's good. My mum was sharing that the Lord just led her to Wales and it was spectacular, the story she has to tell of where God led her and the places. And, you know, maybe the Lord's led you to a car park and it's just sitting there waiting for you. Or go to this coffee shop and it's, and it's a great meal that you had there or something like that, or awesome coffee, you know. But it's like we get these little snippets but we don't live in that place. And God saying, just live in that place with me. He knows all the stuff that we've got to do, but, you know, we can just flow. Just flow with him. Just flow with him. You know, I have a saying, get under the spout where the glory comes out. Just let it flow. Because when we do that, there is no strife. There is no worry. Your body will be healthy. Your mind will be at peace. And he will show you the next step to take. You know, so those girls were singing one, two, three, four steps. Just, I'll, I'll show you the next step to take. How much time have we wasted this week worrying or fretting or running around in a little hissy fit and you're being busy when all we had to do was flow, flow. He's rescued us from the dominion of darkness. You know, we live in a world that is under the curse still. It's a fallen world. And that's why you see stuff around you, because we're under the, the, stuff, the stuff around us is under the curse. You know, when God created the earth, it was blessed. He released his blessing. Now, the blessing is powerful. It's just not like, you know, you know a t- tissue and be blessed. That's been watered down so much what the blessing means. The blessing is the substance of heaven. The blessing is favour. The blessing is power. The blessing is God is in that blessing. When we bless someone in the name of Jesus, there is power on that stuff. And you know, and we've, the world, because it's a devil's plan, is to water down that blessing so that when we say bless you, we don't expect much. The blessing is the very substance of heaven is on it. And when God released the blessing on the earth that he created, and he said it is good and he released blessing, Things grew. Everything was at peace. Now, when 
Adam and Eve messed up and sin came into mankind, that blessing then got into the hands of the devil. There is nothing good in him. There is nothing pure in him. There is nothing blessing in him. So it turned into a curse. So what God made to be good, what was blessed turned into a curse. And so wherever the thorns grew up and, you know, it was hard and there was toil. But praise God, Jesus came and Galatians 3 says that he redeemed us. He rescued us from the curse so that the blessings would come upon us. And those blessings that God released in the first place, that got into the hands of the devil and returned to a curse, and now returned to us. But guess what? You've got to walk in it. We've got to walk in that blessing. And our job is to know that blessing and then spread it wherever you go. That we are blessed to be a blessing. And that's why you see stuff around the place and you go, God, why are you letting this happen? It's because the curse is out there. And so we reject that miserable stuff, you know, where there's boils, where there's lumps, where there's bumps, where there's sickness, where there's poverty, where there is lack, where there is every form of evil, where there is chaos, where there is minds cluttered, where there is depression, where there is darkness. That is the curse in operation. And it can try and get into your house. It can try and get on your body. It can try and attack your family. It can try and attack your finances. And it's the curse in operation. And you've got to watch where that stuff comes from and go, that is not of God. We've been rescued from that, but then we have to take authority over that too. And so you say, I reject the curse. I reject the curse's right to have any dominion over my body because I've been redeemed from that. I reject the curse on my finances. I am blessed. Read Deuteronomy 28. I am blessed as I come in and blessed as I go out. That my kneading bowl and my, and you know, everything I touch is blessed. You know, the kids in year two, they get taught something um, at the school they went to. It's Father God, you've made me to be the head and not above and not beneath, the head and not the tail, a winner, not a loser, a success and not a failure. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I have the mind of Christ. I'm healed by the stripes. And I am blessed in whatever I do today. Now, that's just the word of God. That's Deuteronomy 28. That's the blessing in operation that we reject the curse. And too often we walk in the system of the world and we think that we just have to sloth along in it. But the Bible says, Colossians 1.14, it says, He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. We are free from the curse. So if you see the curse trying to get on you, if you see the curse clouding your thinking, if you see the curse in your family, if you see that sucker walking in your door, reject it. You say, you get out of here. You get off my body. You have no right, no dominion because I am rescued from that thing. You know, I had six babies this way because Jesus said he has redeemed us from the curse and part of the curse was pain, was it not? So I said, I am redeemed from that. I'm going to have these babies and I'm going to bring them forth with joy. And just to prove a point, one of them was 4.3 kilos, 9.8. It was a, she was big. But I had no pain because I rejected the curse. I received the fact and the truth that I have been rescued from the dominion of darkness and I am welcomed and embraced into the kingdom of his light. But you see, if I just sat there and went, oh, well, well, just whatever God's will and didn't appropriate that in my life, you will get the natural result. 
Because too often we just let it come and we're lazy and we think, oh, well, God can do it. No, he says, I have given you all power and all authority. You get up and do it. You get up and do it. Jesus has done everything he's going to do. He died on that cross. He delivered us from evil. He broke the curse. But now it's us, our turn to walk in it. Walk in it. It's our choice whether we walk in the systems of the world or we walk in the systems of heaven. He won't force us. He's a gentleman. He'll call. He'll try to call you to read his word. He'll try to call you to come and sit in his presence. But it's our choice what we do. You know? And I, and I just encourage you, just expect that God is going to speak to you. Expect that, that he, you're not going to have to walk in... I see it as like mud. Now, I come from a place where there was a lot of mud. So, you know, you'd get your gumboots on and you would stand in the mud and if you stood too long, you would, it would slouch around your gumboots so then that would cover your whole foot and you couldn't see your feet anymore because it just like encroached gurgly black boiling mud. <laughs> can you see that? I'm visual so I can see the mud and it's on your gumboots. And you're standing there and you're meant to be walking through and you're meant to be going somewhere. But if you stand still and you start to have a pity party or you stand still and go, oh, I don't know what to do, or you stand to and you don't walk in the authority of I'm going this place, that mud is going to squilch up and get you stuck. And sometimes you had to be so thick and so gloopy and I was little that you'd have to get somebody to give you a hand and pull you out of the mud because it could get up to your very knees. Lovely. It's a beautiful place, really. <laughs> but, but it was like, that's how it can be with us. Is we have been rescued, we have been redeemed, and we, we've, we've been made that we can travel through whatever rubbish there is, whatever curses around us, and that we are made to then spread the blessing so that mud will then spring up flowers, that that mud will bring up things that are good. But if we stand in the mud and just go, oh, what am I doing here? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And you look down and you start to look at the power of the mud. You start to look at the power of what it can do to you. And you think, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. What am I going to do? That you're going to get stuck. And too often we can get stuck. And we travel through the week and we get stuck. We get stuck in the muck. And God is saying, I have rescued you. And you are not some plebby little person that can't get out of the mud. I have equipped you. I have empowered you. I have given you resurrection power on the very inside of you and you can walk straight through that mud and it will not harm you. And when when you walk behind, you look behind and see that that blessing follows you. See, daffodils are meant to grow in the mud. Something's meant to come up in the mud when you've been through it. When you've been through a place, they should know that you've been through They should know that you've been there because you have left the blessing. When the blessing comes around, stuff grows in the mud. Left to its own devices, it's just mud. Or can I be crude? It's just poop. But you stick something that's made to grow in that and it will grow, will it not? So we can travel through whatever whatever muck there is, but when we travel through it and release the blessing on it, it will grow good things. 
We're made to be the blessing and turn around the things the enemy has made for bad and make them good. That when you have been in a place, that they can see that you've been there. That there is an impact, that something happens. You can't tell me that Jesus would walk through a town or walk through a neighbourhood and they would not know that he had been there. Come on now. You can't tell me that he would walk through a street and that, that would stay the same, that it would remain the same. That he would have been in a house and it would have been the same when he left because the presence and power and blessing was there. You know, there's a story even in the Bible about the Ark of the Covenant, which was the presence of God before Jesus came. And it was in, and he let his presence reside in the Ark. And uh, somebody didn't, didn't treat the presence of God well, and so they had to stop. And they stopped on the road, and David said, we've got to stop, and we've got to get this sorted out. And so one of the guys that was there on the road says, I'll take the Ark into my house. I'll take the very presence of God into my house. So he took the Ark of the Covenant into his house. And, he, and the Ark stayed there for a few months. You know what happened? His family prospered. His crops prospered. His sheep and his cattle multiplied. You can find the story. I'm not exactly somewhere in Kings, but it's, it's like it just prospered. His whole house prospered and was fruitful and blessed. Why? Because the presence of God was in that place. Awesome, hey? When we understand who we have within us and who is all around us, that, that we understand who is within you, Jesus. The spirit of Jesus is within us. Same as the ark that was in that man's house that changed his whole life. He was never a same, same, that man. His family was never a same. His crops and his fields were never the same because they got the blessing on them, released on them. That your family, when you understand that, will never be the same. That you will never be the same. That you have the presence and the blessing of God on you. Just release it. Just expect that it will do something. We've been called out of the kingdom of this world. Every day we must choose whether we continue to operate within the world's confines and be influenced by those things all around us or whether we step up and walk in the things of the kingdom. Be Christ's ambassadors. Now, I'm visual, so I often see, you know, like you're just throwing seeds everywhere and that they're going to spring up, that you're blessing people everywhere and, and there's stuff on it. Bit like pixie dust, you know. There's stuff on your hands, and um, I've been reading, I've been watching Holy Ghost and Holy Ghost Reborn, which are two movies which I'm going to lend out to you all because it's going to shake you, it's going to push you, it might rattle you a bit, and it might inspire you, and you probably get whacked while you're watching it. And uh, but it was, it's just this man made these movies where they just, he just said, Holy Spirit, you lead me wherever you want me to go, and I will go, and I'll put a camera on it. And it is so cool what God does. And we were watching it last night, the next one in the series, and, uh, and we were just, I was just like, God is so good, you know. This man on camera, he's opening blind eyes. And this lady who was shuffling along, she couldn't even get herself to the toilet, this old grandma in this African village, and he's praying with her, and his name's, um, his name's Smiley or something, I can't remember it. Surprise, that's what his name is, Surprise. This guy who'd been called, 
pulled out of this crazy situation as a 15-year-old kid. The Lord woke him up in a dream and said, get out of your house and out of your village and, um, so, or you're going to lose your life. And so he did. And the, what God did set him, a, set him up. And um, so I'm, watch the movie when I give it to you. But, but surprise. And he goes into this village and he just says, hello, Grandma. And he takes her hands and says, I'm going to dance with you today. I'm going to dance with you today. And she can't even get up to get herself to the toilet, to the bathroom. And uh, anyway, he sits her down and they pray over her and they bless her. One's praying for her eyes because she's blind. The other, And she's a witch doctor in the village. And a generation of witch doctors and her grandson's sitting there watching and he's a witch doctor in training. He's just everyday people like us. It's just there in this village. And anyway, she, she, um, she, she well, sometimes... Not having a go at Africa, but people have this picture of what it's like, you know, or they're different. They're no different. They're just everyday people, just like you and me. But here they are, they're just brought up in a different culture. And, and they're praying for her eyes and they're praying for her legs. And she gets healed so she can see. And she gets so that she can walk and she's dancing with him. This, I don't know how old she was, about 80. But it was like, this is God. This is God. This is what he wants for us. And so I'm waiting and the Lord's saying, Lord, what do you want me to bring this morning? What do you want me to say this morning? And, you know, mum gets up and gives a word. Just God has an anointing. God has power for you. Jesus is here and he's putting his hand upon our heads and giving us things to, giving us anointing because he has things for us to do. Now, I have not spoken to mum about what I'm speaking about, but this is what the Lord said to say today. This month... I encourage you to start with doing one supernatural thing every day. Supernatural is simply doing things led by the Holy Spirit and operating in heaven's system and not the world's. God wants us to abide in that place, to be more comfortable in the realm of the Spirit than the earth. But we have to start somewhere and get accustomed to our home. So this month, I'm going to give us a little challenge. Every day. Do something supernatural. I can see your little cogs turning. Do something supernatural. You're going, me? I can hardly read my Bible. What am I going to do? Do something supernatural. Because the presence and the power and the blessing of God resides in the very core of every cell of our being. You are a new creation in him. You are not the same. You are bought with a price. You are his child and his power does it, not ours. All you have to say is yes. All you've got to say is yes, 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 yes. That's how we grow. That's how we see blind eyes open. That's how we see people who could not walk, walk. That's how we see people blessed. And you know, if it doesn't happen, you know, I was listening to the guy and this girl, they, picked, they just were sitting on the street and, and these girl, two girls were there at midnight and these guys came into, I think it was in Rome, and they just sat and talked to her. She could not lift her hands above her head. She was in excruciating pain. And so they started to just minister her and said, can we pray for you? And she says, okay, we'll pray. And so they prayed and they said, here, tried out how's your arm and she said oh it's about five I can lift my hands and so he says let's pray again and he says you know if Jesus had to pray twice for the blind eyes to be opened he prayed twice for a man he says and I've got seven shots I can pray seven times 
I say we can pray until something happens. But if you're praying, don't be discouraged if nothing happens the first time or the second. Go for it again. Just because and, and believe that the prayer of faith, you know, healing can be a gradual thing. Miracles are like that. Healing can be a gradual thing. Just believe that the prayer of faith is powerful and effective and will do what it's meant to do. But supernatural, I'm giving us a challenge. Just say yes. Just say yes to Jesus because his anointing is upon us. Anointing is the power of God. His cup overflows for us. So I encourage you to do one supernatural thing every day because we've got to start somewhere. You know, he wants us walking in the spirit everywhere, that we see angels busy, what we're to see, that we can see things in the spirit all the time, that we live and we're more comfortable there than we are in the muck. Come on now. Where are you more comfortable? In the muck or trudging through that muck and leaving blessing behind? One supernatural thing every day because you are citizens of heaven. Ephesians, Philippians 3.20 says, and he says, God has raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.6. So ask God for a prophecy. That's a message from God for someone every day. <laughs> Text it, ring them, write it, email it. See them face to face. Ask God to give you a message from him for someone and then give it. Ask him to show you someone to pray for and then go and pray for them. Don't just pray in your room. You can do that too. But go on. Get out there and do something supernatural. Super is just the natural souped up. Do an A-OK. Bless someone and say, I bless you because Jesus loves you. Why are you doing this? Because Jesus loves you so much. Seek God and spend time with him. Read your Bible. That's supernatural. There's stuff in there. Spread the blessing wherever you go. Start engaging in the spirit realm like we have been practicing here when we meet together. Just go, God, I just focus on you and engage with you. And he's there like that. You can do it in your kitchen. You can do it in the toilet. You can do it as you're driving along, although that can be slightly dangerous. When you're driving along in your car... You can do it as you're running, although that can be dangerous too. You can do it wherever you are. You can just engage in the spirit. The things that you read in the Bible are for us. They're there to document it for us because that's how we are to live too. It's not just nice stories. It's to inspire and encourage us. You can do these things. You can do these things. It's happening all around us already. There's miracles that happen every day. Sometimes it gets on the news. Sometimes it doesn't. People have been raised from the dead every day. Blind eyes have been opened. Healings are happening. People are coming to Jesus every day. Every day. But he wants to use you. And he doesn't care about your past. He doesn't even care what you did this morning or last night. He cares about now. And if you come to him and say, Jesus, I just want to say yes. Use me. I'm listening. What a month we will have. So I'm looking forward to the stories you're going to tell me. I just really want to share something because um, I did not compare with Dale either. But, you know, you saw me walk up here today and speak. And, um, and But just before that, I, I, I turned around to and I said to someone else, I said... Um, 
I think God wants me to go and say something, but I'm really scared because I don't know what he wants to say and i got nothing. So um, I walked up here and I leaned over to Dale and I said, I'm really scared. I know God wants to say something, but I don't know what he wants to say. And that's pretty, that's pretty scary. And I kept getting, it's a safe environment to do it in. It's okay to do it. It's, this is safe. And so I came up and I was really perspiring. So, you know, it's not always easy. And, and he's t- what today about was about is me trusting that God is speaking and listening. He's teaching me. And that was the supernatural thing for me today was about saying, I'm not going to give you the words. He didn't say that to me, but I knew he wasn't going to give me the words until I had the bravery, the courage to stand up and actually say something. Please don't say, oh, you know, that's Sharon and that's easy for her. It wasn't. I was absolutely perspiring because normally I get the words beforehand then I could stand up, but I didn't know what I was going to say until I walked down here. So, yeah, have courage. Yeah. Walk in the supernatural. That's right. We've got to be bold. We've got to be bold. You know, the kingdom of God is taken by violence. That means we've got to be bold. We've just got to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And uh, when we pray at the prayer meeting, we practice that and we, and we practiced that last week where we prayed for people and you could just go and bless people. We've got to learn to do this because the, you know, one of the things, the girl who was healed, eventually she had no, zero pain when she lifted her hands above her head and he'd prayed four times. He says, all right, let's go for zero. We want zero pain. And she said, the world needs this. She said, the world needs this. And he said, would you like to meet the one who has healed you? And she said, who wouldn't? (laughs) Who wouldn't? The world needs us. The world needs us. They need to know that he loves them. So let's, every day, do one, just even, look, you can go and do a hundred supernatural things, yippee, but, but, Set a mark of one supernatural thing. The Holy Spirit. You say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? As you're dropping the kids off at school, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? And he'll tell you. He'll speak. He's always speaking. It's us that isn't listening. And he doesn't care what you're doing or, you know, he'll just just go here, do that. And you'll get to the end and you'll tuck yourself in at bed at night and go, that was so cool. That was so cool. And sometimes he'll set things up, like you say, I want you to go and see this person and then somebody else will walk in the door. Or I want you to make a meal and then you get a chance to pray with somebody that you've never prayed with before. I had that happen this week. That was cool. I said, go and make a meal for this family. And uh, I said, all right, God. And it's very specific. I want you to make homemade ice cream. I want you to make this this dish, it turned out that dish was the person, somebody who was unwell, their very favourite dish, and they're hoeing into the homemade ice cream. And because I was there at the particular time, I got to pray for somebody in that house that wasn't well, and I have not ever been able to lay hands on them and pray before. And they were open. So let's just let God do the lining up. Angels are busy. As I'm talking, they're already busy. They're like, yes, let's get it, guys. Oh, look, look, look. I'll tell you, they're up in heaven going, come on, come on. Those people down at Jesus Central, they're onto it. They are, I'm telling you. Woo-hoo. They're having a party. So let's get busy this week. At least one thing every day, supernatural, super, super, supernatural. Amen. And I want you to text me when you do it. When you text me, when you find, I want my phone so busy this week, and, and Facebook, it's like, I did this. 
pick it up, say what, and we'll know, everybody will know what it is. You can put it as soup or something. Super. <laughs> Hashtag super. <laughs> okay? And we're going to, because this is, I'm funny. I really am funny. Don't shake your head at me. I'm actually, 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 it's extraordinary. I'm getting hot. All righty. We're going to pray. I want us to all to stand to your feet because we're going to let that anointing just come. I don't want, I, I know that as soon as I said I want you to do something supernatural every day, I could see some little cogs turning like, oh, me? Yes, you. All you've got to do is say yes. So I want us to just lift our hands, just lift our hands and say, Holy Spirit, I say yes. Use me. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill me with your power. Fill me with your power. Come, Holy Spirit, in this place and fill each one with your power. Anointing from on high, clothed with power. Thank you, Lord. Just make way for him. We say yes, Jesus. The world needs us. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Just put aside all those thoughts of, I can't do that. I can't do that. What about this? What about that? Just put them aside. That's the enemy just trying to scare you. Just trying to make you step back. You say, I step up to the plate. I step up for this. The world needs you. Just fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill my consciousness with you. Fill my hands with you. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Be hungry. He says, if you're hungry, he'll fill you. Don't be half-hearted. Say, God, I want this. I want you. Your family needs you to be Jesus' hands and feet. What a wild ride we can have. Mm. Let our hearts burn for you, Lord. It doesn't mean that we can't love others or there's not others in our life. It's just that he is number one, that he is central. Jesus is the centre. He's the wind beneath our wings. He's the fire in our hearts. He's the wind in our sails. That he, he is the center. That's what mum means by the passion. It's just that we have a fire and a passion for Jesus. That everything else gets out of the way for him. That we get out of the way for him. Every distraction gone in the name of Jesus. All the lies of the enemy broken off right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, that we would be free in you. That we would know that we were rescued from the dominion of darkness. Lord, that we would just know who we are in you. That we're set free. That no more lies, no more slopping around in the mud, Lord. To set us free, set everyone here free, Lord. That they would know who they are in you. And the call and the hope and the joy and the peace and the passion for life, Lord, that is available in you. That we don't have to slop around that we don't have to toil anymore Lord that we have a way in you that is so much better for each one mum can you just go around and start to lay hands on people or just thank you Lord just receive just receive just receive thank you Jesus just release the fire Lord Release the fire, release the fire, Lord. Release the fire in Jesus' name. Release the passion. Release the power of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Lord. Mm, just as Mum's finishing praying, I just um, I'm just going to pray over each one of us and just um, I release the blessing, Lord. I thank you for your great blessing on us. I thank you that it restores, it rejects every part of the curse. And I speak that over each person here, over their households, that the curse is null and void. Lord, that you would restore things that have been broken, that you would bring families back together, that you would bring healing where there needs to be healing, where there's been sons and daughters that have been just kind of plodding along, Lord, that you would fire them up for you. Lord, where we may have been just stuck, Lord, I thank you that we're set free in you. All we've got to say is yes. Just every day, yes, Jesus. Every day, yes. It's not a big thing. It's just a heart attitude. And so, Lord, we say yes to you today. Help us, Lord. Help us, Holy Spirit, just to say yes. That you're not going to make us a workhorse, that you're not going to stress us out, that you're not going to ask us to do something we can't do. That you know our schedules, that we just, you want us to to walk with you and so Lord I pray that you would help us every day to remember to say yes and that every day we would walk in the supernatural that you would use us Lord I bless these people here, I bless each one release your blessing and release your blessing over them in Jesus name, release your blessing over households, release your blessing over finances, release your blessing over relationships blessing, blessing, the very stuff of heaven, blessing Blessing over each one in Jesus' name. Blessing. Thank you, Lord. Every part of the curse broken off. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen.